0: This is a New England Opinion of the Dutch from 1653, written by the commissioners of the New England Confederation and published in the Records of the Colony of New Plymouth in New England. It goes like this. Information was sent by an Indian squaw to an English inhabitant in Wethersfield that the Dutch and Indians generally were confederated against the English treacherously to cut them off the time of execution to be upon the day of election of magistrates in the several colonies because then it was apprehended the plantations would be left naked and unable to defend themselves, the strength of the English colonies being gathered from the several towns. And the aforesaid squaw advised the said inhabitants to acquaint the rest of the English with it. Desiring that they would remember how dear their slighting of her former information of the Pequots coming upon the English had cost them, the United English colonies expecting a just and neighborly correspondence and intercourse from and with the Dutch living at and about the Manhattos—that is Manhattan—which they call New Netherland, though the place falls within that part or tract of America called New England, which both in Europe and here is well known by ancient, ancient patent to be granted by the kings of England to their subjects to settle and plant upon, have met with a constant course of opposition, injuries, and many hostile affronts. The English Before or when they began to build, seat, or plant in these parts, did generally purchase to themselves from the Indians, the true proprietors, a just right and title to the lands they meant to improve, if they found not the place a vacuum domicilium, an uninhabited land. But from the Dutch, at sundry times, have met with many disturbances. First, letting pass a hostile wrong and injury to Captain Howe and his company, received from the former Governor First, that's kieft at Long Island in 1640. The English at New Haven, upon a just title, both by patent and purchase, built within their own just limits a small town or village called Stanford. But about two years after, the said Governor Keeft, sent armed men to challenge the place as within the Dutch limits and jurisdiction, and did most injuriously cause the Prince of Orange's arms to be set up. In other words, they flew the Dutch flag. In the same year, 1640, the English at New Haven sent men to view and purchase part of Delaware Bay, with express direction not to meddle with anything the Dutch or Swedes had right unto. The Indians, being free, the English agents at several times from the several proprietors purchased large tracts of land on both sides of Delaware Bay and River and began to plant and to set up houses for trade within their own limits. But in 1642, without cause or warning given, without showing any title to the place or hearing what the English could say for themselves, the Dutch governor sent armed vessels and men, and in hostile manner, when they were altogether unprepared for defense, as expecting nothing but peace, seized their goods, carried away the men, prisoners, and with such violent haste burned down their trading houses that two hours' respite for entreaty or consideration could not be obtained, nor so much time as to inventory the goods taken out of their charge. In 1641, Robert Henner, an Englishman, then living at Stanford within New Haven jurisdiction, having purchased a parcel of land near and upon the west of Stanford for a plantation, and freely by his deed in writing put himself and the said plantation called Greenwich Into consociation, that is alliance, and under the English government in New Haven jurisdiction. But the said Kieft did soon after take Captain Daniel Patrick, an Englishman of a turbulent spirit and course, who then lived at Greenwich, into his protection and unjustly wrested the whole plantation from New Haven. And still, Injuriously and contrary to the present governor's solemn promise, as shall be more fully declared. The same is withholden and kept from the English. Mr. Lamberton, agent for the English at New Haven, coming from Delaware in 1642 by the Monhattos, by Manhattan Island, The Dutch governor aforesaid compelled him by threats and force to give an account of what beaver he had traded within the English limits at Delaware, and to pay recognition or custom for the same. And a protest sent from New Haven against those injurious proceedings proved altogether fruitless. The Dutch governor aforesaid sent armed vessels to Delaware to seize Mr. Lamberton's vessel by force, or to drive him out of the river. But he, perceiving their aim, stood upon his guard, and at that time maintained the right and honor of the English. In 1643, John Johnson, an agent for the Dutch at Delaware, conspired with the Swedes against Mr. Lamberton's life. They traitorously seized and imprisoned him, his person, charged him to have plotted with the Indians to cut off both Dutch and Swedes, brought him to trial, used means to engage and corrupt witnesses against him, but all by wise and overruling hand of God failing. They set a large fine upon him for trading within the English limits. In all which, the Dutch agent sat as one of the judges in court with the Swedish governor, and as is conceived, shared with him in the fine. The Dutch For many years together laid a particular claim to Connecticut River, by them called the Fresh River, with the land on both sides of it, as by them duly purchased from the Indian proprietors, and did much complain of the English on the river, especially at Hartford, for usurping and withholding their right in those lands, to which the said English returned answer, clearing their right and proceedings. But the Dutch governor, not therewith satisfied, by letter dated July 20th, 1643, and directed to the honored governor of the Massachusetts, continued his complaint. Whereupon, the whole council of the colony considered the Dutch claim from the Pequots as themselves pretended, claimed, that is, it... 1640, with further light from Mr. Winslow, one of the commissioners for Plymouth, who discovered the said fresh river when the Dutch had neither trading house nor any pretense to a foot of land there, and understood that the English within Plymouth Patent reseeded Ottawanot and others, the true proprietors of the lands in question. Mr. Peter Stuyvesant, that is Stuyvesant, in 1647, succeeded William Kieft as governor of the Dutch plantations, and began with some mixed compliments, both to the governor of Massachusetts and to the governor of New Haven. He professed a resolution to hold good correspondence with the English colonies, but even then laid claim to all the land betwixt Delaware and Connecticut River as the indubitable right of his lords and masters, the States General of the United Provinces, or the West India Company, which his predecessor either never did or did more obscurely and soon after, in September 1647, he enlarged his claim to all the land, rivers, streams, etc., from Cape Henlopen, which may be about Virginia, to Cape Cod, from which, drawing any line to the north, northwest, and west, he wholly takes in or encroaches far upon all the United Colonies. And about the same time, by way of protestation or command he requires from the governor of New Haven both the Dutch merchants and their goods with recognition, and that some of his fugitives be returned, as if the New Haven colony were under Dutch jurisdiction. The Dutch, for private gain from year to year, have furnished Indians with a great store of guns, powder, and shot, a damnable trade, as the present Dutch governor in a letter calls it, which makes them insolent, injurious, and apt to disturb the peace of all about them. Besides what has passed betwixt the English colonies and William Kieft before mentioned, the commissioners at several times complained of this mischievous trade to the present governor as carried on not only in a private underhand way by particular traders. Lastly, to add weight to the promises, treachery and cruelty are in bloody colors presented to us and charged upon the Dutch governor by many concurrent, strong, and pressing testimonies of the Indians, at least since the Hollanders in times of treaty began the unexpected war upon England. And since instead of giving just satisfaction, they have proclaimed their resolution to continue it. The Dutch governor and his officials, as by the evidence following may appear, have been at work by gifts and promises to engage the Indians to cut off the English within the United Colonies. And we hear the design reaches also to the English in Virginia. They may have used more instruments and baits than are yet discovered, but the Indians roundabout for diverse hundred of miles circuit seem to have drunk deep of an intoxicating cup at or from the Monhattos, against the English, who have sought their good, both in bodily and spiritual respects. So these are the complaints against the Dutch by the New Englanders, just prior to the taking of New Netherland from the Dutch by the Duke of York.